Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Hi everyone, this is Carolyn, the Communications Coordinator at the Seton Shrine, um, and the voice that you always hear on these podcasts. I wanted to take a second to invite you to come out and join us for Mother Seton's birthday this August. On August 28th, at the 11 a.m. Mass, we will be having a special little Mass in recognition of Mother Seton's birthday. And we'll have a lot of games outside, um, activities for families and kids, and it'll just be a lot of fun. So we hope you can make it. Again, it is Mother Seton's birthday, which we are celebrating on August 28th, 2022. You can learn more at setonshrine.org. Today, we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. It is an important lesson in today's gospel because our Lord is is telling us what will be the regard the reward for those for those who are vigilant if the worldly people is vigilant in worldly things we must be also vigilant in things that are spiritual. Because we know by being vigilant, we are going to get a great reward. We are not, we are not going to get a reward that perishes, but a everlasting reward. But for this, we need to work, and we need to work hard. In today's gospel, then, we have heard Jesus say to his disciples, they should flee from all covetousness of all greed, and should not be overly concerned with temporal things. The reason is because their aim is higher. And that end is the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of heaven is their end and not that of earth. This is why your blessed Lord now exhorts us to the supreme vigilance, say, to the utmost vigilance and attention. that we must have in order to attain this end. And we can find this lesson in the parable of the watchful servants and in the Lord's explanation in response to Peter's questions. Now the parable of the servants who are alert is taking it is a custom in the East. The master of a house has gone out to attend a wedding. So he, he has gone out. He will not return until late in the evening. But they don't know at a specific time. His servant must be therefore on the watch expecting 
to receive him well and on time. Notice that our Lord says, let your loins be girded and lamps burning in your hands. And there is a relationship between what the Lord says and, the, and to be on the watch and receive him well and on time. In the East people, in the East, the people who wear long garments raise their lower part when they work, when they travel. Otherwise, it will be very, very difficult. And hence, they have to let their lungs be girt. So if this example that helps us, we can apply this example to our moral life. Now applying this to our moral life, it means that all obstacles of a moral order that prevent us from walking faster along the paths of good, that restrain the passions, avoid dangers, must be removed. And in this sense, we see we have to let our loins to be girded. And for this, we have to work. We have to be magnanimous in, full, in fulfilling our duties and in every good work. And because our Lord will come through the night, we don't know when. We need to let the lamps burning in our hands, namely right intention, purity of intention, state of grace, of course, and good works. The Lord will reward us if we do that. The Lord will splendidly reward the faithfulness and attention of his servants because they are attentive. They are not being negligent in their spiritual life. How do we know? He says, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. Amen, I say to you, that he will gird himself, he will gird himself, and make them sit down to meet and passing will minister unto them. So it is Jesus talking about himself who is being described by himself. He who became a servant for us and who has made us a guest at the banquet of the kingdom of heaven. Without himself, what God himself serves himself. He's serving himself. Where? In heaven. It will be our food. He will be serving himself. Of course, we will be seeing him face to face. God himself serves himself in intuitive vision. Intuitive vision because we are going to be able to the lumen glory, God, 
in their beatific vision. In eternal bliss of those who have served him. A vigilant waiting then is required. Our blessed Lord encourages us to be vigilant and this implies an examination of conscience. The examination of conscience allows us to know ourselves and self-knowledge is not easy. There is people they don't know themselves because they never examine themselves. They don't know their faults. They fall, they fall into the same thing over and over again because they don't examine themselves or because they don't want to change. Because by examining our conscience implies a change. So the examination of conscience allows us to know ourselves and self-knowledge is difficult to attain. Attracted as we are by outward things, we hardly care to enter into ourselves, to scrutinize that unseen miniature world of ours. We care even less because we are proud. We are proudful about discovering on our faults. But we have to remember that there is within us, as St. Paul says, that is, that St. Paul says, the lower life of the flesh and the higher of the spirit are always in conflict. We experience that. Turbulent conflict between them. And in order to see what proceeds from nature, from grace, what is willful and what is not, a great deal of attention is required, a great deal of insight, of honesty, of courage and perseverance. St. Ignatius gives us in his spiritual exercises how to teach us how to examine ourselves. He differentiates between the general and the particular examination of conscience. The general examination is about all the actions of the day. And this is a daily work. It's not monthly. It's a daily work. So the general examination of conscience is about all the actions of the day. From the point that we wake up to the point that we go to bed. And the particular is on one special point, a fault to be corrected, a virtue to be cultivated. Both may, however, be made together. So we need to do the general and the particular, two every day. Of course, if we want to grow in holiness, Both may, however, made together. In this case, one will limit the general examination to a summary glance over the day's actions in order to discover the chief faults. 
passing directly onto the particular examinations, which is far more important. The reason is because it allows us to run, to run down one by one our defects and thus overcome them more easily. Besides, if we examine ourselves truly on some important virtue, we not only acquire that virtue, but all the others related to that virtue. Because otherwise virtues are related to other virtues. And if we exercise one virtue, we acquire other virtues with the virtue that we are exercising. So for example, if we advance in the practice of obedience, we perform at the same time acts of humility, mortification, because we, we have to mortify ourselves in order to be obedient. Right? And we exercise ourselves in the spirit of faith. Likewise, to acquire the virtue of humility means that we are perfecting ourselves in the practice of obedience, of the love of God, charity, since pride is the chief obstacle to the exercise of these virtues. And to conclude, we have to bear in mind that a little time separates us from our encounter with Christ. As time passes on, we are closer. Each day that passes brings us a little closer to eternity. It may be this year or the following one, we don't know. Whenever it may be, it will always seem that life has passed too quickly. The Lord will come, it is for sure, on the second and on the third watch. And in this regard, the Second Vatican Council says that since we do not know the day nor the hour, our Lord wants us to remain constantly vigilant so that once we have completed our only time on earth, we may go into the wedding feast where God himself serves God himself. For those who have preferred to live away from God, he will arrive completely unexpectedly as a thief in the night. Let us then have an attitude of vigilance, which is opposed to negligence. Vigilance is opposed to negligence or carelessness. And we are vigilant when we deepen our examinations of conscience. Let us ask the grace through the intercession of our mother to persevere in these intentions, to make a habit of doing the daily examination of conscience.